At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hey. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hi. Testing. Testies. Testies. One, two, three. Boner. I don't know shit about fuck. Fucker. I like sucking, but I ain't gay. Legit. Welcome back to Legit Bet. I'm Joe, Jen's here, Ben's here, Lene's here, and our guest is Ellie from Speed Bumps today. Hey guys. So there's a, a thing you wanted to talk about, which has already kind of got, come and gone uh, since yes the last time no. we talked. Really? I, I found new articles about this. It, did, it didn't have the same, so it was about the monkeypox vaccine being boosted and, yeah. you know, more deadly, but that happened with the, what was it, the COVID? COVID-19. They did a new one in COVID in France. Yeah, but then there were articles that came out, I think, the next day or the day after that were, like, debunking that and saying they never said that, they weren't really doing that, but there isn't one for this monkeypox one. It's just kind of there now. I think because we all didn't believe the bullshit that it was probably For anybody who doesn't remember monkeypox since it was gone in about three weeks or something like that, (laughs) uh, this was back in, I think, August when it came out, and it was out you know it's like oh it's the next big thing and nobody really gave a shit and then they were like oh it's predominantly passed like 90 something percent by gay men that's weird and a uh, pride month had just happened and all that and then uh then it went to uh it's only like it went to animals or something and then kids were getting it apparently you know who knows and then they're talking about a vaccine for it and then all of a sudden it just dropped off a fucking cliff so what what news do you have from the monk the pox of monkey for us well so so there was it's from October 25th. Apparently, a government-funded lab in Maryland plans to develop hybrid monkeypox strain that is more lethal than the previous strains. And then two days ago, scientists in London lab just created a mutant super strain of COVID, and it's reportedly lethal. Why? Why? Uh, okay, I okay, I know the answer. I used to do it, but like... Do you think they really me. did create those, or do you think that... Um, it's a response to this community and even people in all every community mm-hmm. kind of saying, hey, like, I'm done with the vaccines. COVID's not that deadly. I got my first two shots, but I'm not getting a booster. Fuck that. And even a lot of people are coming together and saying that it's bullshit. So releasing articles like this when people are still watching the news or reading mainstream media could potentially scare them. Like, do you think that could be? I was going to say my first thought was fear mongering. Just it's that next it's that next step up that they need in the headlines to make people say oh man i'm not up to date on all my covid-19 shots i hope to god they come out with one for this one well also apparently there's another outbreak of ebola in i don't know somewhere in africa right now but we're not hearing about that but also there's not a big ebola vaccine on the way so 
definitely freaks me out assuming it's a real thing whatever because that's like bleeding out of every orifice like your eyes and stuff i'm not down with that like if that actually came around i might sit this one out and stay home for a bit have you ever heard the ebola like farce commercial it was like remember ricola they were like ricola yeah, yeah, commercials. yeah. Yeah, but they did Ebola, and they're like the coughing, shitting, bleeding, puking, so you can die disease. I don't know. It was just like a super funny, like long time ago when Ebola was a big deal back in what the early two thousands or nineties. Two thousand fourteen, there was a big outbreak. Right. Yikes. I was going to say because in two thousand seventeen, I was giving two thousand seventeen, eighteen, and some of nineteen, I was donating blood and plasma, and that was like one of the big questions on the questionnaire that you have to fill out every time yeah. was if you had even been in contact with somebody who had been to such and such com uh, country that may have had known someone who had Ebola. Uh, the Zika virus was also really big at that point. So that was another big question. I think yep. part of, I mean, this is the thing that's really shitty. And it, this goes back to, uh, you, you could see it through all of media history in the United States, including this war in Ukraine is uh yeah of course it's not going to be covered in the news because they don't really care about africans dying unless they need something to come of it in their own public so no they don't care about africans already... dying unless it's a white cop that's doing the killing and then they then it's a really big in america deal. in america yeah, yeah. though like they don't it, it, they only care about countries that they don't care about when they need the rest of the country to care about it because then well, yeah. it pushes something that they need it's like i i would feel worse way worse about the people in Africa than any of this monkeypox shit, any like any of this, they created a deadly strain, obviously, and you would know more about this, like you said, you used to do it, but isn't the argument that they use for these super strains and other, uh, what's it called, a uh, gain of functions that they end up doing with these viruses is so that they can stop that virus by getting a antidote or a vaccine rolled out prematurely before it gets released but then it's like it wouldn't have gotten released had you not have made it isn't that kind yeah, of yeah if you thing? didn't create it we wouldn't have to worry about a vaccine for it you ding dongs i forgot that you always gave uh blood dude like all the time you know i've never once given blood no that shit's mine fuck off i'm not well, giving it to you it's it's different when like when i was 18 i did it for the movie tickets i would go to the blood drive vehicle outside <laughs> the movie I would get my my I would go double red so that I could get the two tickets because I was a cheap fucking bastard. And then I would hey, want to go to the movies with me. Um, probably much like that guy that was on the interview, just a complete <laughs> D bag. So I, that's how it started out. And then about a year later, I ended up going on their website, logging in, creating my profile. And you can track everything that happens basically with your blood. And this is uh, I don't know what they have where URL, but it's a. Uh, uh, blood centers of the Pacific um, is, I believe, the or at least that's what it used to be. And you get to actually see how many people your blood has been transfused with. Well, by the time I'd gotten like three years in and I was like 21, 22 years old, I had donated however many gallons of blood total. And my because I'm O positive. So they were always like, oh, yeah. Um, every time that I would see it, I would see this number count. And the one number I remember was I saw 76 that my blood had been transfused with. And at that point, even at 22, I was like, you know, I should probably keep doing this. And then I got my gold card that they fucking send you. That's like, Hey, you've, you know, donated this much, put it in your wallet. <clears throat> so I do, I have it in my wallet. 
supposed to be a thing that you do in case somebody finds you, I don't know, dead or something. They can see like, oh, he's not positive. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's a uh, plasma is different. That's a different one. Uh, you get paid for that. And that was mainly why I did it at the time, because uh, I moved away and we were broke. But what do you get paid same- for that? How much do you get paid? You get paid. Okay, so if you do like a double dose, which they don't recommend because it can be hard on your body. Um, however, I always did double dose and then would go drink, which you're also not supposed to do because I would get real fucked up. Um, but basically they pay you per dose that you give. They give you like 20 bucks. And so th- what they would do is you can go like every other week, though. That's the thing. You can go a lot sooner. Obviously, if you double it, you have to wait twice as long for it to build back up. Um, but like once your body gets used to it, the hardest part is obviously there are some people that they can't handle needles. But what more people can't handle is when they separate it and then they give you the return. It's like uh, your body's being depleted and then they return. I don't know if it's the white blood cells or uh, I can't remember. They explain it all, but it feels like cold saline solution, which it is partially saline, being mixed back in. And what it can do is it chills you like you have to get blankets and shit on this return. And then once you get the return back, it starts pumping out the plasma again, separating it. And there's like two or three returns in this hour and a half, two hour process. So I I would go and they would load up this card and I would just stick it back in my wallet and I would go every couple of weeks and rack up some, you know, change for what spending. Go sell some CDs. The only time I'm doing that is if it's actually a feasible (laughs) way to make a living. Like, cause you can make a living with your fluids. You can, you can sell your jizz, your poop. There's a dude that donates his poo for fecal transplants. And I'm sure there's more than one dude, but uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Fecal transplants. No, Please so, explain that. I don't, okay. I don't know if, I if you can sell your pee yet. Do you want me Go to ahead, explain? Yeah. yeah. Maybe. So people who have uh, like C. diff or other types of infections What's were C. like diff? Clostridium difficile, which is basically uh, you, you stop being able to absorb nutrients and it's a bacteria. Oh, sure. It's an overgrowth in your intestines. And so the food just basically runs through you all the time, no matter how much you eat. And it's an overgrowth of basically bad bacteria and probiotics don't fix it. And antibiotics only make it worse because antibiotics can kill everything. So then the C. diff just grows more. So for a lot of people, what they have to do is either have part of their colon removed. Where the growth is at, I assume. Yeah, but you get to a point like you can't keep removing your colon. Right. So what they do is they out of your belly button at a certain point. (laughs) Right. So they have to take poop from a healthy person, ideally who lives in a similar environment to you. They spin it down and get the parts that they, the good bacteria basically. And that's what, and that's what is then transplanted. It's not like just taking shit like out of Joe and putting it in Ben. Like there is okay, a little bit more to it. I'm but... sorry, but when people are talking about transplants, that's effectively what I always think of is I'm like, oh, you don't have enough? Here, have some of mine. I grow it a you know plenty. What... Like, y- yeah, I do you know, know what that... the grossest part is? Is they put it into a uh capsules that you swallow it's not like they, they no don't not always no 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 no. Okay. my uncle had to do it my uncle had to do it Ugh. so they do turkey basically uh yeah it goes up the other end yeah oh uh, okay because oh, i did hear about one, like one method where they, they put it into capsules and you take it orally of course 
I assume at that point it doesn't smell or anything because it's just like the. Oh my god! The fact that you're even thinking that, like, it goes into your you're mouth. Like, I would hope it doesn't hey, smell at that point. If this is your first time listening, anybody here on Legit Bat, we often go from something medical to poop. It happens. Happens real okay. quick. Yeah, let's get back to monkeypox. Blink of an eye. Jesus yeah, Christ. exactly. <laughs> oh. Okay, oh, basically, I agree. It's fear mongering. However, people are you think you're you're being told you're doing the right thing and you're being told that you have to weaponize it in order to develop a vaccine however that vaccine is only going to match the thing that you mutate so the strain that's found in the wild is the wild type strain and then if you mutate it they then name it different mutations so mutation a b c whatever called the omnicron so then that vaccine only works against mutation A. Well, mm -hmm. if Russia or China or whatever releases mutation C, maybe mutation A vaccine works. Maybe it doesn't. But they claim that they have to make it more lethal in order to study it. So right. you have really this specifically? So I did not alter anything. However, I did work with a weaponized strain in order to develop a vaccine. Because what happens is then you piece out all these different parts of the experiment and different places do it. And so we just got the weaponized strain, but it was from a place in Maryland. Oh, oh wow. Weird. So, Isn't that where the last uh, problem came from? Oh, one of them. But so Maryland is head of United States Army Medical Research Institute for Infectious Diseases or USAMRID, and they make a lot of shit there in Bethesda. So is that one wow. of those create the problem so that then you can be the savior and create the cure? Bingo. Bingo, bingo. I think I think a lot of people aren't year. buying that anymore, though. Like, it was already bad enough when from early 2000s, it was a small list of vaccines. And then by the time that my son was born in the early 2010s, it was tripled, if not quadrupled, what they were it's asking to be put in it. Here's the thing. Not that I think the vaccines work. However, I <laughs> some of these diseases are 100% real. For sure. And just like in uh, police or whatever, they'd be like, oh, I have to, you have to think like a criminal to catch a criminal, right? Right. Well, in order to Stop. You have catch to think a like terrorist, a virus. in order to <laughs> catch a terrorist, a biological terrorist, you have to think like one. Right. And we well, they have all through. of them working there. So they should be thinking. <laughs> I used to. Mind. Excuse me. I'm not a terrorist. <laughs> oh, I thought I was saving the world. The other end of it. Now you're a domestic terrorist, not a uh, biological <laughs> terrorist. Thanks, Joe. Thanks. <laughs> if I was on a bunch of lists, now I all. am. <laughs> it's it's fine. I'm apparently a MAGA Republican if, if I wear certain things, even though I never was. So then those are domestic terrorists too. So it's okay. Yeah, Anybody who goes against the regime now is a domestic terrorist. It's okay. It's 2022. You can take one thing about somebody and just assume a lot of other things. Like I do with somebody with a mask on in their car. I do the same shit. I'm not, <laughs> not about that. But I'm right. So I was just kidding. So what do you think is gonna happen? <laughs> what do you think is gonna happen with this though, Ellie? Do you think that this is a real weaponized strain that they're gonna release on people, or do you think it's more fear mongering? I think it's fear mongering. Do I think that they actually weaponized it? Yeah. Do I think they're going to release it? Probably not. Yeah. Probably. It's not on purpose. 
I think yeah. it's just more like yeah. clickbait type shit because they know people yes. like us are going to latch on and be like, oh, Jesus Christ, look what they're doing now. Well, but I will say these little vials that they have that they keep shit in are really tiny, like maybe a third of the length of a pen and about the same width. And uh, tape doesn't stick really well in really cold temperatures and minus 80. And sometimes shit labels fall off and uh, you don't know what's in stuff. So I've actually seen that. Um, are you talking about what's uh, a, what's the protocol for that when you find a vial and like there's a couple <laughs> stickers missing and one doesn't have a label do they say please destroy that immediately no, you put or your do finger they say in it and smell it and then take a it swig depends where you work uh some <laughs> of them are like oh just throw it in the biohazard trash uh and that's then supposed to get basically autoclaved at a super high heat and then theoretically everything in it becomes sterile however it depends how often the biohazard trash gets taken out and autoclaved. And if that something happens to that vial and it breaks in the trash and like, there's a whole host of things that could happen. Well, so. I was just, I was about to say, even the scenario and the verbiage that you were using, <clears throat> probably not theoretically is I'm sitting there listening and I'm like, okay, so they probably wouldn't release it, but it's not like they wouldn't have that fucker marked as like a just in case if they needed it. And there's can be like little bot. Okay, not little. Like, I don't know. Maybe like two phone widths or three sizes of the phone can hold like 96 vials. If one goes oh, missing, shit. you're supposed to be barcoded with the CDC and like scan shit in and out just like. You know, oh, you're talking about store. those little things that you see and pick out like this. Yeah, like that. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Like, you're supposed to have barcodes to, like, scan them, and it's supposed to be regulated by the CDC and things like that. Um, but there was, like, a few years ago that they're like, oh, we just found some random smallpox in a freezer. And Jesus Christ. That This was, like, a, I don't know, five or six years ago. But, yeah, that happened. Wait, so are you saying, the way I'm picturing this, you said tape doesn't stick well in minus however many degrees. Are you saying these super high-level scientific labs are using fucking sticky notes to, like, label their <laughs> deadly viruses? I mean, it's supposed to be, like, freezer-proof tape, but, like, it doesn't always work. And <laughs> sometimes you can, like, laser etch the tubes, but sometimes reading that laser etching can get really sketchy because, you know, frost. And I was about to say, frosty. Yeah, well, hypothetically, if they can map viruses and if you can really see a virus, wouldn't they be able to take a tiny droplet of the vial that's unlabeled, put it on a little slide, look at it and be able to tell what it is? Well, no, because they've never isolated viruses, right? Then what's the Isn't point? Isn't that true? So they can't do a regular microscope with the way you're talking. And also a scientist is going to look at you and go, I don't have time for that and just throw it in the garbage. <laughs> I mean, that's fine with okay. me. I think all that shit should be thrown out anyway. So it's fine. So the other part, the other part that that actually does terrify me is this idea that <clears throat> they it accidentally escaped, you know, much like it accidentally escaped from the Wuhan lab in China. My thing is, is that regardless of whether it's if it was actually accidental. OK, that's gross negligence that I can at least forgive. So what bothers me is the idea that it's quote unquote accidentally so that it can just be chalked up to gross negligence when really it was a planned thing the only like so it, it, even like a true accident shouldn't really happen because of all the protocols there are you sure. know and even if because you have to like double glove and all of this stuff and i've had a glove pop on me before had to go oh. to the er we're supposed to like 
tell them, you know, where we worked and all this other stuff. And there's supposed to be protocols in place. Let me tell you, I told people what I worked with and they're like, oh, you'll be fine. I'm like, no, I'm not. You need to call the head of the infectious disease unit. You need to do this. This is the protocol. Oh, we've never had this happen before. And I'm like, Bullshit. I know at least one other person who's popped a glove while I've been here. So um, you should probably look into that. They should probably do more research on fucking gloves then. If that's a thing. Gloves that and tape. Yeah, the basics. Yeah, get the <laughs> notes. Get some of that uh, 3M tape at least. You would think with all of the scientific shit that they would have figured out to make some kind of glass tube that doesn't change what's inside, but still allows it to get down to temperature without fucking frosting the sticky notes off of it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I got science. Really quick. Carry on. Science. Okay. So when you're Thanks. saying uh, some of these diseases are real, because I know there's a lot of people that are not a lot of people, but there's some people that'll be like, oh, viruses aren't real, but it's all terrain theory, which I actually like the terrain theory idea. I don't know if we've ever got into that with you, but um, uh, diseases are for sure real. Whatever you want to define a disease as, people get sick and they die all the time. So whatever you want to call that, you can call it a disease, you can call it terrain, whatever. That is something that is making people True. ill and killing them or potentially killing them. Yes. So what, where do you stand on that whole thing with terrain theory versus uh, germ theory? Cause I germs is a broad term to me. Bacteria hundred percent. Sure. That's a real thing. They've actually seen it under microscopes, all this stuff, you know, viruses. I'm very unsure of it. Viruses to me, it could just be a different type of bacteria or something, but they, they're not alive cause they don't uh, eat or poop or, you know, the, whatever the uh, qualifications for life are viruses don't do that. So whatever it is, yeah. I don't think it's what, it, what we're told it is. So what do you think about that? So yes to germ theory and yes to terrain theory because bacteria exist. The more I do on viruses, I can see what people are talking about because they aren't alive. They need to be inside a host cell to replicate and all this other stuff. Um, so an intracellular obligate parasite where they need to be inside a cell in order to operate in their parasite and they feed off you. That's basically what all those words mean. So if that's how you, what you want to call a virus, sure. Um, More of a not parasite. quite sure. Yeah. So I'm not exactly sure on this definition and viruses have been isolated but just like labels and definitions, they can be twisted to like make an agenda seem what it is. Really? They can do that? <laughs> yeah. So, but I also think that we live in a really poisonous world. And if you take really shitty care of your body, you're more likely to get sick or, you know, detox or whatever. So yes to germ theory, but like also yes to terrain theory. Right, because there are things called toxins, too. Go If you don't right. believe me, you go drink some lacquer thinner and tell me how you feel afterwards. That's a toxin right. that's going to make you fucking sick or probably right. die. That's what you and I were talking about, germ theory and terrain theory, and I was like, it doesn't matter because the end result is still the same. So who cares how you get there? If you take care of your body, whether it's terrain theory or germ theory, if you take right. care of your immune system, the end result is also the same where you don't get sick at all. Right. So how it happens to an extent. Like, eh. Yeah, I, I agree, though, that we should be looking into it so we can uh, know how to fight different things. And we've obviously learned there is some merit to science, people. Uh, we have figured out ways to uh, make yourself healthier and not get sick so much. Well, we, right. we just talked about this with Clive DeCaro. Like it, if you're intaking the correct amount of vitamins that you need every day and, you know, 
not drinking a two liter of soda, you know, just basic shit that you can do all by yourself. If you're an adult, yeah. um, then you're probably not going to get sick near as fucking much. And most of the people I've seen who are sick or wanted to get the shots or wanted to wear masks all the time were the ones that looked the most fucking unhealthy. They were like kind of gray colored, usually about 300 pounds riding in a fucking scooter. Like those are the ones they that wanted really someone cool. else to be responsible for their health because they didn't want to be responsible for it because they can't right. be responsible the for any type of their own actions. And that's what I was going to say is the whole idea of looking into it. You have to because everybody's body is different. So it's like what works for one person, what needs to get boosted for one person. This is where the studying comes in. I know that we've mentioned it before. It's like it's called medical practice for a reason. It's yeah. called the scientific method for a reason. Like, right. yes, there are going to be people that have different you know, either autoimmune diseases or things that happen with their bodies that, okay, yeah, this is where science really does help people. You can get stuff to make them have a longer and healthier life because their body isn't making what's necessary to fight, blah, 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 blah. But yeah, as a general thought for the general populace who's walking around with normal bodies, yeah, you should be doing things to take care of your own body and not relying on other people like you said to be responsible for it but i also it's my opinion opinion here not medical advice uh autoimmune diseases are basically choices that you've made in life so whether that's a vaccine whether that's um taking too much drugs whether that's living in a moldy environment whether that's all of these different things cause autoimmune diseases and it's not going to be fixed overnight because you didn't get sick overnight. But then right. people get really antsy and they want that quick instant fix. And yeah. Well, I think that's what a lot of the, the vaccine thing was based on too, is just the instant gratification of feeling safe, you know, because you build up all this fear and then they're like, ta-da, we have this thing. And everyone's like, oh, thank God. Oh. But that's what they said when COVID first started. Uh, the vaccine idea was put out there right away. Like, I hope we can right. make a vaccine to solve this problem. And they kept seeding it out there for people. So when the vaccine did come out for a certain group of people, it was a lifesaver. And they were so grateful And they were hyping it, it up, even though that thing was yeah. patented like 10 years ago, which is interesting. <laughs> and it didn't even really matter how they did it either. All they needed was those four syllables, COVID vaccine. As long as they put that in enough headlines and put it into enough things that people were reading, like you said, the clickbait with the idea of the super strain. It's like if it's just out there enough, it gets people talking and it doesn't matter how many people, how little of people, you know, someone is going to be super terrified of it. And they're going to be looking for that answer from the people that can make that. Well, it's that's like, like RSV right now. They're pushing, mm -hmm. oh, RSV and all these kids are getting sick. Well, it just happens to be a quinky dink that Pfizer's uh, almost done getting making a RSV vaccine, right? Like th there's no correlation there. It's just a quinky dink. Right. Wow. Of course. <laughs> I didn't know that about their RSV vaccine. When are they yeah. supposed to release that? Uh, hopefully by 2023. Thanks. So yeah, I wanted I to touch on that'll be become like part of the mandate for the whole schedule, oh, probably. not just an option. Probably, but also cool. as long as your baby's healthy, like RSV is a cold and there's natural ways to support your kid. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah, it's a cold. Yep. So what we were talking about earlier is, am I correct with that, that they've 
first of all, never isolated the COVID virus molecule itself, but actually that they haven't isolated any of them. And or as far as like any pictures of them, because they have pictures of microscopic bacteria. I just looked up actual photo of virus molecule, and this is what showed up. The coronavirus unveiled microscopic images of SARS-CoV-2. Look at this fucking picture. That Somebody so- made that in Microsoft Paint. That's not even a good CGI. Look at this. So that that is definitely a uh, CGI. But the problem is, is that electron microscope is in black and white and it's not going to be pretty colors. So this gray area that you see on the outside is more like what someone sees under an electron microscope. The shell of the molecule or something. Right. But this little red thing with like the so this not that one go up in the middle between the two the one that you had joe the one they had yeah so you see how it's like gray around the outside that's what you see when you look through an electron scanning microscope the thing in the middle is they can do 3d renderings on a computer just like they do three 3d models of houses and things like that and they look at specific proteins in the folding of those proteins and so that's what those yellow things there are on the outside the darker red and the peach colors are also uh, proteins that are on the outside, and they can determine that by the polarity of the proteins and the sequence of the protein. So that's how they're getting those. So yes, some of it is an artist rendering, but it's not all bullshit. But did is that have they isolated the actual COVID virus though? So I haven't looked into it since the very beginning. I know in the very beginning they didn't. And it was extrapolated out. Have they sent? I have no idea because I got to a point that I didn't care. So I stopped following that. So I honestly don't know. Yeah, I just thought it was interesting because, if I mean, at the time they came out with the vaccines, if they hadn't isolated it by then, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? How do yeah. you even know how to fight it if you haven't isolated what you're trying to fight? Yeah. And unless they isolated it before they made it and released it on everybody, that makes more sense. Well, and there's that, so. Yeah. But they have isolated viruses, though, so that's what you're saying? There are viruses that have been isolated. Yeah, so, like, if you look up Ebola virus, it doesn't look like that little circle with the spiky things on the outside. It actually looks more like a a hoop in a loop um, and almost looks like a parasite to some extent. So that looks totally different, and... There are certain viruses that don't look like that typical ball with the little spikes on the outside. And Ebola is one of them. Sure, And I can see where, because I know a lot of people in, you know, this community are saying viruses have never been isolated. This is all artist rendering. It's bullshit. But I can also see where you're coming from, where if they want to show the general public a picture of a virus and like you're saying on an electron microscope, it's all just gray. It doesn't really, it doesn't really spark that fear unless you can see all the colors, but it also doesn't show you what it what they're looking at. It's like they're almost trying to give you an idea of what they're looking at, maybe, but also I think a little bit to spark that fear in people. Well, yeah, and the Ebola one oh, does look like a parasite. It looks like, like a, a shoelace. Let me, let me yep. throw it up on the screen here. It, yeah, it looks like a fucking worm. So I guess my thing is uh, not, oh, have they isolated something that you can see in black and white under a microscope? Sure, yeah, we can see that. To prove that it's doing what they say it's doing, I think is a different uh, argument, though, because like you said, the virus, a virus particle needs a host to replicate. So, so that's not true. But here's so 
here's the thing. Not all cells in the cell culture can do the same things that a cell does in a human body. So let's say this virus is specific to humans. Trying to replicate that exactly within a cell culture can be difficult. And so it might not replicate the same way. So then you have to do certain additives and things like that. And there's no part of a cell that looks like that little loopy thing. Right? So it's... Oh, sorry. My mic was muted. I said, so it was after they add stuff to it that it looks like that? Or what? Like what makes it look like that? Trying to just... So what people will say is, oh, do you guys know what a centrifuge is? Yeah, spin stuff really fucking fast. It spins us really freaking fast. And depending upon how fast you spin it, you're supposed to get different layers of stuff. And so the heavier stuff goes to the bottom, the lighter stuff goes to the top. And so it becomes this filtration thing of, okay, you have to get out the cells and you have to get out uh, the fetal bovine serum because, yep, they use baby calf blood to grow all your cell culture. So vegans actually shouldn't be getting any vaccines, fun fact. And <laughs> no, Don't worry about that. Don't tell them that. They don't want to hear that. They need a safe and, place. Right? Right? That's perfect. And, <laughs> no, give them all the vaccines. Fuck them. <laughs> Sorry, like that gets me every time though. Um, That's what helps them grow. Like the cells grow is this fetal bovine serum. It's called FBS. And you then have to inoculate the cell culture with a virus, get it to grow within the right conditions. And then when you filter it, where the viruses have never been isolated argument comes from is how do you know that what you're isolating is the virus and not some part of a cell that broke off the or from the FDS. Right. right. And so then that becomes, okay, well, this is what a cell looks like and this is what FBS looks like. And that's, so that's how you know the little squiggle virus is like Ebola that's different because so nothing that, in the cell okay, looks like So that's like what that. they're calling Ebola after they do all these processes to them and adds all this shit to them. They could have made an entirely new thing that is no, in no way what they're calling what Ebola does. You know what I mean? It's just, I'm, I'm using layman's terms here. I'm not a yeah, scientist. Yeah. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, but they're, <laughs> like, the, what do you think about the things they did back in the day when they were trying to stick like people's nasty sick snot into other people's noses and other people's mouths and they were never able to actually get people sick doing that how how is that explained by by the virus yeah how how can you can you prove that the snot had virus in it Mm. no they're taking people that were symptomatic i guess and you know fair but can you prove that that mucus had the virus can you prove that that mucus at that's that's blood to it see what happens (laughs) but like so and people brought that up too oh well just because you sneeze on someone doesn't make them sick. Well, what if the people that you were trying to infect had good terrain and so they weren't getting sick? That doesn't negate right. germ theory. That just means they had a healthy immune system. Well, for the first time in history, as of 2020, you can also have zero symptoms and test positive for COVID. So <laughs> That's bullshit. You cannot really? be asymptomatic and uh, spread things. That's no. Okay, so let's let's get into that then. And I did have a question on this on the vaccine thing. <clears throat> what is your opinion on this whole uh, protocol for how fast they did the trials for the coronavirus? 
It's literally it not be... possible. It's literally not possible. So do you think they were already, well, one of two instances, right? So either one, they already had been testing it way before then, or they didn't test it properly and everybody got a vaccine that wasn't completely tested. Which one do you think it is? Both. I think they That's had I something. In, I say. think I think they had something in the works, and uh, because Event two hundred one, if you the manufacturing plants to make these things and the vials necessary and all of this stuff takes time. Right. So unless you had those plants specifically for mRNA vaccine development already planned, already have the machines, already have all the chemicals. It doesn't make sense, especially to produce them in the quantities that they did. If right. you want to say, okay, fine, we tested it. It's still a really short testing time. But then to claim the amount of vials that there are is literally not possible. Right. Because they already had it in math. the works, but also Russia. Somebody was, somebody was breaking down the math on that and how, how many vials they could make in a day or whatever and then yeah. extrapolated that out to six months or however long however long it was from start to finish when they said we're working on one till the time it was ready it, what's funny is they did kind of slow roll it when it first came out they're like the first shipment of vaccine is coming in but you gotta wait your turn they kind of like tried to like yeah. oh you you can't yeah, the get first it responders yet. get it first yeah right and then a month after that they were like get your vaccine and you'll get a donut. And then a month after that, it was like, if you don't get your vaccine, you can't go fucking anywhere. It's like, I thought we had to take And our then they were here. like, we have such a backup of vaccines because people aren't taking them. I'm like, still that came my job too. delivering them. Literally today, I delivered a box of them. And if I wasn't on camera all the time, I would have taken a pee, -pee or something on them to like mess them up. But I, I can't do that. That's a win to me though. Like yay humanity. They had a surplus of vaccines left over because enough of the population was like eh fuck that well what are we on booster number seven now like i think most I people that even got the boosters are kind of like well i'm kind of over this well let's they're like stop. okay let's work with the people we got okay we got about 50 percent of the population let's just <laughs> see where Jen, we can go with them i went backwards with that math my idea was the reason why they had so many left over was because they already fucking had them to begin with Oh, yeah, they yeah, could have. For they're in sure. warehouses. I think they were just expecting. They did release a statement, though, that they had so many left over. Someone got that right, out at right. some point, which is a statement that I wouldn't want released if I was trying right. to convince the population that everybody was getting these. I'd want to create a false, you know, shortage of right. some sort. Like, you need the this. That's what I'm like, like, oh, they kind of did at first. They did. But then they were like, no, we need to get these in as many arms as possible. There's too many people out there talking shit on them. Uh, we'll just say that we have them. And then nobody ever brought and it instead up. Like, of saying, How do you have this many? Well, instead of saying we did such a great job of producing these, which good thing they didn't because we all would have called bullshit. You can't do it that fast. Instead of saying, wow, we did such a great job. We have so many. There's so many available for the population. They put it on the people who weren't taking them to demonize right. the unvaccinated. We well, have so many left over because people aren't taking them. And so, and so this is the thing that I have yet to see anyone point out. So in the beginning, they were like, oh, they're only good for, I think it was like six months or something. Okay. And then mm -hmm. the vaccines expired and they had to be kept at a certain temperature and after like an hour, and I'm not exactly on the numbers, but you know, after an hour, they had to get thrown out. They could have said, you know, they ended up extending how long they were good for 
So it got moved to like a year, year and a half or whatever it was. And then the amount of time that the vaccine could be sitting out and still work got lengthened to hours. So why not say, due to social distancing and things like that, we had to order more and that's why we have so many because we couldn't let people build up in a line. That would have been smarter marketing. Well, none of this has been ex exactly smart. You just have no, to trust like, science and then it makes it sound smart. I think that that's an, a nuanced detail. No offense. I think that that's a nuanced detail that somebody that has come from that field would be able to break down. Fair. I don't think that any of us would have thought it. The things that we were thinking about is why the hell are they telling us it stops transmission and then directly went against that and said, never mind, it doesn't. It just stops you from getting hospitalized. And then it and then, stop that. And then came out and said, we never said it stopped transmission. It's gaslighting yeah. to the extreme. Yeah. They, and then they go back and delete like, or at least, you know, shove down the Google hole to where you can't pick, you know, unless you archived them or screenshot these fucking articles from two years ago, they push everything down in the search so far that people are like, see, they never said this. It didn't show up on the first page of Google. Obviously that's fake news. They never said it stopped. Transmission. And then, everyone and remembers then, the commercials though about, you know, save grandma, save your neighbors, do it for everybody else. That's Mandela effect. That never happened. Fake news. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the other thing is, too, is that if you then go and share a screenshot of something that somebody said or that was a statement that was made, well, because they've shoved it down so far in the Internet searches, the only people that are sharing these legitimate screenshots or archives are then saying that they're debunked. It was altered. This, that it doesn't matter what you do. And that is the scariest part to all of this that I think most everybody woke up to is that. It doesn't matter what you do. If they want to control the narrative, they will. And unfortunately, there's a shitload of people that are actually going to believe it. Well, in, so I don't know if you guys have read George Orwell's 1984, but literally the fact checkers have become, become the thought police. And yep. what they would basically do in 1984 is they would... Let's say someone became an enemy of the state. They'd go through and rewrite all of the newspapers and burn all the ones. And just and because people weren't allowed to have, you know, their own things in their house, like written items, it was super easy to do, which is exactly why a lot of people are like, I don't want a Kindle book or an audio book or whatever. I want the physical copy because then when they try and change it online, I can point to my physical book and go, oh, look, it says this. Yeah. And that's what's scary about the uh, the book burning thing. I don't think that they're worried about doing another book burning thing nowadays because they're like, nobody has fucking books. All we have to do is go online and change it. But like yeah. you said, the smart people are going to be stockpiling these old books and old Merriam-Webster dictionaries of shit and be like, yeah. no, you changed the definition on that. Look at this. <laughs> like, I'm totally glad oh, I kept the immunology in my virology books because I can go in and be like, coronavirus, the common cold. Look here. <laughs> what does it say about a novel coronavirus, though? Because that's that where they got you. No, it's novel. That means gain of function. Fuck. Right. It, it, right. It means which, manufactured. Which Fauci <laughs> has, you know, constantly said that I never did that, Mr. Paul, Senator Paul. I never did that. You're misconstruing the whole thing. And Is then it's like, like but it's you're literally. Like, you got Fauci down, Ben. You, you must listen to him a lot. You must listen to him a lot. Like, no, I haven't. He just has a very distinct uh -huh. voice. It's like me watching a comedian one time and memorizing ninety percent of his jokes. It just 
well, that, wasn't there that in the States. rat little face has been shoved down our necks for two years. <laughs> Everybody should have his voice down now. Boner. Oh, wrong. That wasn't the button I was looking for. Uh, so what I'll, other, another thing I wanted to ask you is, so there's a lot of, uh, opinions from one end of, to the other about what these jabby jabs are going to do to people. And lately it seems to be, you know, the big elephant in the room. Everyone's talking about people are died suddenly. If you haven't Googled side died suddenly, that's like, that was like a top trending Google search for a bit there. Uh, soccer players, you know, 29 years old, just fucking dropping dead on the field people on yep. camera like live tv there's a whole compilation of people on live Sudden tv adult death syndrome falling over dying in the middle of a news broadcast okay that that's never happened before and they're attributing well, it no. to climate change and every fucking other thing else besides the vaccine which is not surprising but where do you think like the long-term effects of this is going to go the short term seem to be some people got blood blood clots and strokes and all this shit um there's, we seem to be in the middle ground right now where people are just kind of like dropping dead suddenly. Uh, I hear a lot of people on kind of the extreme end saying there's going to be like a huge rise in cancer in the next 10 years, like long term. What do you think about that? So two things. One, this has existed before, but in babies, we call it SIDS. SIDS right. and SADS are right. caused by the same thing. And it's a vaccine. And I'm willing to fight anyone who disagrees with me on that. <laughs> As to your point, uh, I've also, so cancer is absolutely probable. Um, people are having a ton of heart issues now, uh, strokes, blood clots, things like that. But I think the thing that we're not quite seeing or is not making as much news yet is fertility clinics are having just an about to bring that intense up. increase, like a 50% increase in clients. And it's getting wild and people are like... In, this interviewer was like, oh, well, when did this happen? And they're like, end of 2021, 2022. And they're like, oh, you know, have you seen anything like this before? And they're like, and like the interviews, I can't tell if they're stupid or what, but it had to be. What else happened during that time? And so, and people are like, oh, there's the joke going around of, I don't know who I watched The Handmaid's Tale of, oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, all the MAGA Republicans and the Trump supporters, they're going to make the handmaid's tale. And I kind of want to be like, no, honey, those who took the vaccine, you guys are going to be the infertile ones and trying to fucking get all the MAGA supporters. You're going to chain them up and rape them trying to get babies because you made yourself sterile. Sorry, that was really intense. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that makes sense, though, because that it's funny because the Republicans, they're they're so demonized in the media. Like they are. No, and I don't want to say we, but like I'm not a Biden supporter. I'm not a Trump supporter either. And I nope. definitely, you know, don't support either side. But I nope. don't think January 6th was an was an insurrection or violent, except towards a MAGA Republican. She died. I mean, there was violence on that side, but whatever. Um, but those people are the most violent ones, the ones, the chick who spit on Alex Stein or the, <laughs> yeah. the people in BLM who are destroying businesses owned by and, black yeah. people in the yeah, streets burning and them down eating and... people, right? Saying, I hope you die since you didn't get the vax. Like nobody who didn't get vaccinated is screaming, I hope every vaccinated person dies. Maybe there's right. a couple out there, but I don't hear that very often. I no. guess is what I'm like, I don't want anybody to die. I don't want anyone to become infertile or have a heart attack or have a blood clot. But it seems like 
those who took the vaccine are having all of these issues and those who did not are not. The only thing that I am still hearing about, although it's gone down significantly, is women who were not vaccinated but were around people who were vaccinated, especially in the very beginning, had a lot of menstrual issues. And like postmenopausal women who hadn't had their periods for years were suddenly having their periods. And that was misinformation a year ago. I'm not and that, shitting That's you. in the mainstream media now. Right. They, exactly. Yeah, and women that, have had that menstrual that, What? Oh, oh no, I'm babbling. That's just an intense thing to claim or to happen. Like, how would that even take place? That kind of transference. Like, that's. There's a lot of different theories about that. To everything and everyone at that point. That's very bizarre. There's a lot of different theories on that. Um, as to how exactly that's happening. Uh, but there's a country now, I think, I want to say it's Switzerland. Don't quote me on that. But there is a country that is making them list as changes in menstrual bleeding as a top side effect that you have to be warned about before you get the vaccine. Like, that obviously, for vaccinated people. But still. Ago. Yeah, that's and now it, it, it proves that old thing, the difference between reality and conspiracy theories was six to 12 months. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What else are we going to be right about? Man, we're on a roll with being right today. God, that I don't want to be right anymore. Right. <laughs> That's I what don't I'm saying. Be right. I'm like, no, wow me with being wrong. Like all of this, it really is just a fucking sin theory. I know, my, and, uh, my family is vaccinated. I don't want anything bad to happen to anyone who's vaccinated. I know so many vaccinated people and I don't agree I, I didn't want them to get the vaccine, but I, I only because I was nervous for them. It, I didn't care what they did with their bodies. I was just like, oh, it was kind of rushed. Be careful. But whatever. At the end of the day, I still love them, of course. Right. I didn't even think twice about hanging out with them. But they thought twice about hanging out with me and asked me vi my vaccination status on a regular basis. She's and like, now, yeah, watch out. I might shed some zinc or magnesium on you. <laughs> yeah. You might want to keep your distance. But all of these side effects are coming out, and I'm so worried for them. I don't want any of that to be true. I want it all to be... I hope they got the placebo. Well, like Ben said, wouldn't so, it be great to be wrong where somebody just all of a sudden shakes you and wakes you up? Huh? You're both echoing really bad. Oh, maybe it's... Hang on. How's that? Is that better? Uh, not really. Weird. I wonder what the fuck happened. Hang you're on. good. I don't know what you pressed, but you're good now. Oh, I didn't press shit. Huh. Anyway, no, it would be great if somebody just shook you awake one day and was like, no, you were dreaming. You were saying some weird shit about vaccines in this dream or something. But no, you're fine. It was it, that's not true. No, that's true. Is my mic still echoey? Not as bad. It Weird. was almost like if you guys get too close, it looked like. I don't know. Hmm. Has it been like that the whole time? No. No. Uh, it's probably just a StreamYard glitch. It'll buff out. It's fine. I'll move my but, mic no, But what anyway, I've noticed that, that, is that's... the... Go ahead. I was, I was going to say, those who got it first, like the, the normal round or whatever shot one and two, if they didn't have any issues, they seem to be fine right now. But it's those who now continually get the boosters Yeah, seem to be having the issues now. So if you didn't have it like right after or shortly after you seem to be in the clear, it's every time you get a booster, you're putting yourself at risk, which makes sense. Well, hmm. Joe, Jen, maybe you guys remember. I don't remember the lady that worked. I believe she said at the Mayo Clinic in New York or something like that. She was like a 
nurse practitioner or something um, that we had on the show. And this is probably still within our first year of the podcast. And she was saying that part of her job was actually administering these vaccines. And then within seven to 10 days later, these completely normal, healthy people would come back with these weird side effects that seemed to not have any correlation to anything that was a side effect, a side effect listed of the vaccine. And she was like, you can only see so many of these before you inevitably piece it together without blatantly being in denial that, yeah, it's doing weird shit to completely young, healthy, normal people where now they're coming back within two weeks saying like, hey, I can't catch my breath. Hey, my heart feels like it's it, it's slowing down or when you get that weird kind of palpitation in it, like well, what is going on? Here's my thing. OK, so if you're an adult, you want to take this and you think you have fully informed consent, you do you. But if grown women, postmenopausal women are having their periods, what is this going to do to prepubescent girls? Yeah. They don't yeah. know because they haven't tested it. That we are that's, the test group. That's kind of my point. Like yeah. it if, if that's doing that to grown women, what is that going to do to prepubescent girls? The birth rate is was already falling like pre-COVID. Like ignore COVID for a second. The birth rate was already falling in the US. Mm -hmm. Everywhere, actually. They right. were uh go there was a whole a whole segment on mysterious universe called decivilization that they just did within this past year. And it was all it was talking about how regardless of this vaccine they're estimating that by 2040 we're going to see like half the population because of this peak that we got with people in the 50s 60s 70s and 80s producing you know five plus kids in their family whether it be because they had a lot of uh stillbirths or they had you know miscarriages or, or mm -hmm. whatever and now that that generation that has now grown up it aren't having one as many kids and two they're being raised with uh and we i heard the segment on joe rogan talking about microplastics in everybody that is greatly affecting fertilization in both sexes and so they're like now follow this down where you start to see the wave of generations dying off with a fraction like 20 percent of the waves of birth in 20 to 40 years, you're going to see this decline really start to go the other direction. And of course, they're always screaming about overpopulation, population control, which honestly, I think is one good conspiracy theory behind this whole idea. Create a virus that knocks people out, then give them a vaccine that knocks more people out. And but like, yeah. Well, and that's, in my opinion, that's why they want robots and things like that, because they know that there's not going to be enough humans to do a lot of these jobs. There already isn't. There, okay, a bunch of people also disappeared randomly, and there's, like, job openings everywhere. Right. I don't know where, I don't know if it's in California, but at least in Connecticut. The great and resignation. They were, they were pushing that, I think, last year. They called it the great resignation. It's like, no, you paid a bunch of people to sit on their ass, first of all. Well, okay, that worked for a while. But there's still all these job openings. Where yeah. the F is everyone? Where are they? I have a theory. Yeah. But like, where'd they all go? Where'd they all go? What's your theory? Because uh, Charlie Robinson had a great, really fucking popular episode on his macroaggression show called Where Did All the People Go? It's a scary fucking story. I mean, Charlie is kind of, you know, doom and gloom these days. We love him to death. But go listen love to that him. episode. He breaks down the numbers 
so well and it's very terrifying so i have no numbers and you two probably know more uh of the bible than i do but it from what i remember they never actually said during the rapture all the good people go up (coughs) so it's almost like the bible even mentions the rapture i don't think think so either made up yeah agreed but there's this theory that the rapture happens and then all the good people disappear right like that's what right the current uh the, the common knowledge theory of the rapture is well what if whether you want to call them npcs or whatever these people that you know maybe you work with or run the gas station or whatever if they just up and disappeared how would you know and why would you care even if you worked with them on a regular basis especially in a big company how would you know and as long as your celebrities they're just control alt deleting everybody they're just task managering all the npcs just ah, that one goes that one goes and it seems like the ones who are left are even more extreme and more divided. So right. I think it was like some weird rapture event or control alt leader. I don't know what theory, quote unquote, in that regard I subscribe to. But I think if people just up and disappeared and there aren't like people. I also don't think there's 60 or what is it? Eight million billion people in the world. Close. Yeah, yeah, we just mentioned that very recently. I don't buy that either. I don't buy that don't either. That number. <laughs> well, no, and I don't I don't buy it at all. Uh, just leave out prior to 1900 the consensus for world uh population at the turn of the of the 1900s was 1 billion. So, you're telling me that according to our, you know, historical records, everything before that was a billion people or less. And of course, everything that they claim is because of, well, we didn't have any kind of uh, fertur- fertility help. We didn't have, you know, medicines come a long way to save uh, childbirth, this, that, and the other. A lot of times the mother died on their first child. So they always have all these explanations, but I'm like, okay, but you're telling me that in 120 years, we went from the history of what we've been told having a billion people or less to eight times that? I don't think so. I don't think that we have that many people. And if we did, then we certainly had more than that. I mean, even if you cut that number in half at the end of World War II, we had half of that. So in 60 years, we did 4 billion. And then the next 60, we did another 4 billion. I I, I don't see that being the case. And I, I think know. those numbers are propped up a lot by the internet and social media, too. It, it <laughs> makes COVID science. So many people that in most of them are stupid, and maybe that's by design too. But I don't know. Yeah, who knows? I don't know. Well, that was a good doomy, gloomy uh, thing there to kind of wrap up on. A- anybody? Well, no. Else here's the, here's the bright side. Here's the bright side. Everybody who's listening to Legit Bat right now, you're the special ones, and I mean special. So you'll be fine. Like we'll all be fine. We'll still be yeah. here talking shit, playing fart noises, and talking to Ellie, and everything will be great. And we'll sing Kumbaya. There, I'm, I'm not problem. worried. I'm not worried. I have total yeah. faith in humanity. Is my mic still echoey? Sorry. No. If it no. Is. I was gonna say I have total faith in humanity. I think all of the pushback. I've said this before, but all of the pushback from the media when they come out and say like, um, you know, like they. They ramp up their message. Every time they ramp up their message, I'm like, yes, we're winning. Because they wouldn't need to do that if we weren't fighting back. This is so, a serious threat to happy. our democracy. Yeah. Brought to you they wouldn't need to say shit like that. If everybody complied, they'd be like, eh, we got the masses. But there's a few stragglers. Who cares? There's enough people that they have to just, you know, go balls to the wall sometimes. So that makes me happy. It gives me hope. 
I agree. I agree. I'm not doom and gloomy at all. I mean, I'm, we're, we're just commenting on things that are happening. If that's doom and gloomy, that's the way you're perceiving it. It's not on my, not on my ass. Well, Ellie, tell everybody where they can find you and uh, social media and all that, all that good stuff. You can find the Speed Bumps podcast on all major platforms. And if you're interested in sharing some of your speed bumps, please reach out and I would love to talk with you. On Instagram, I am one thumb L O N E thumb E L. And I'm also speed.bumps.podcast on Instagram. I forgot to put that one up on screen. I forgot I, you had That's two okay. accounts. You know, do you have a burner? It, it for links together. Uh, maybe. <laughs> Good. You probably should these days. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Thanks, everybody, on Rockfin and Justin in the Rockfin chat. I hope I didn't uh, call this one too early for you. Uh, we do have other things to do in our lives, though, just, just to let you know. <laughs> anyway, everyone go fight the mainstream of Medea, and we'll see you next time. Yes. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.